Let's go. Hey, everybody, my Fit Fizz friends, welcome back. I mentioned last week that I was going to dive into a series on mindset and behavior change, but I addressed this question with a friend a few days ago, and since it's something that I think could be a good structured reference for a lot of people who are trying to change and improve their eating habits, I decided I wanted to squeeze in this topic first. And even though also this is a time when a lot of people have been home way more than they usually have ever in life, maybe, um, there are still a lot of professions where people are still away from home quite a lot. Uh, but before before I go any further, why should you listen to me? I'm Kelly Wilson. I am the owner of fitfizstudio.com, and I am a personal trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years. I am here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you the knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. Nothing should be interpreted as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, heal, or prescribe. Let's get into it. Okay, this question of how to change eating habits came from someone who is a truck driver. And this is probably one of the toughest professions that I can think of when it comes to changing eating habits because you're not only spending most of your time away from home, but you're also sitting, driving, which requires your eyes on the road. And even if or when you can take breaks, those breaks won't always be in consistent places. And unlike being away from home when you're working in an office, if you're driving a truck, you can't exactly depend on having a modern convenience like a microwave to even warm up food. So everything that I'm going to say today, this advice will definitely apply to people who work in an office or a hospital or a salon, in a school, if you work in construction, anywhere serving the public in some way, pretty much anywhere. And most definitely applies to uh, one of the most difficult scenarios that I can think of when it comes to being prepared to eat healthier, which would be if you're driving a truck all day, every day. And so this definitely, this can apply to people who are driving a truck all day, every day. It definitely applies if you are still at home all the time. Now, the key word here is prepared. We've got to be prepared. So I'm going to teach you different ways to be prepared to make reasonable changes to eat healthier foods. So I'm going to break this down into three ways that you can be prepared so that you can successfully change your eating habits rather than just grabbing the nearest fast food all the time. And I want you to keep something in mind, though, throughout the rest of this episode. If any of it starts to sound too far-fetched for you personally, that's okay. And you certainly don't have to do every single thing that I'm about to say. So that's why I'm number one, giving you options. And number two, it really comes down to how much change that you are personally ready for. So take everything I'm saying and adjust it to what fits your needs or how much you are personally willing to change. Because some people might be willing to change 10% of what they're doing. And some people might be willing to change a lot more than that. And there's no right or wrong, but figure out what works for you. So don't take 
every single thing I'm saying as it has to be set in stone this way. Adjust it to what works for you. And a lot of this has to do with mindset and truly wanting to continually make different choices. And then there's also the want to do it because it sounds like a good idea, but that's not enough. You also have to want to do it badly enough to take the actions as well. So like I was saying, there are basically three categories that you can look at in order to stay prepared to make healthier food choices anytime that you are away from home and also at home. So these three big categories are foods that you can meal prep and then easy snacks that you can have with you at all times, and then changing your go-to choices when all you have is restaurant food. So I'm gonna elaborate on each one of these with some ideas. So let's start with meal prepping. Now, this can be hard, especially if you've never done it before, but I promise you, once you start, it does get easier, and the more you do it, the faster your process is gonna be to prepare meals ahead of time, I promise you. When I'd done this in the past, I it used to take me a half a Sunday and I eventually perfected my process to where I could get it. I could get an entire week's worth of meals packed in like 90 minutes to two hours. So I promise the more you do it, the faster it's gonna be. So if you do it once and you're like, oh my gosh, this takes forever, I can't do it. Give it another chance. You will streamline it the more that you do it. Now, if you are someone who does not have the option of warming up cold food. I've also been in that situation myself and I have still meal prepped and I ate my food cold because that was how badly I wanted to make changes. Now I understand that for some people, this might be where they draw the line. If you're already having a knee jerk negative reaction to the mere thought of eating cold food on a regular basis, I want you to sit with any feelings that you have or with or any of these emotional ties that you're feeling to purely eating for pleasure all of the time. Because if you are having a negative reaction of when I say eating cold food on the road and you're like, oh, gross, no, that's an emotional reaction. You have some kind of emotional tie to eating purely for pleasure and for comfort. So I want you to think about that. So there's eating for pleasure and then there's eating for fuel. Now, many people especially people who have a healthy relationship with food and a healthy relationship with healthy food can live with a very good mix of eating for fuel and eating for fun or eating for pleasure. And it's great if you have a mix of these two things. And ideally, we would like to all live a life where we have a perfect, there is no differentiation between eating for food and eating for fun and eating for fuel. But I find that oftentimes, when people reach a crossroads in their life, when they find that they're saying, okay, I really got to make a change in my eating habits for the sake of my health. I really need to do this because the road I'm on is clearly having a negative impact on my health or my body image. Usually when people say something like that, they are used to eating purely for pleasure. And they tend to have deeply rooted beliefs that might have come all the way from childhood where they think they have some kind of mental block where they think that eating healthy foods tastes bad. Now, if you are used to eating high sugar foods, highly processed foods, all like prepackaged foods or fast food all the time, you do develop a taste for wanting to continue that. These foods are highly engineered. They are scientifically engineered to make you want more of them and your taste buds do adapt. Now, if you combine 
those kinds of adapted taste buds, plus having strong beliefs that have been in your mind for decades, maybe since you were three or four years old, that quote unquote healthy foods don't taste good, it is going to be much harder for you to change unless you are absolutely ready and willing to not only take the necessary actions, but you're also ready and willing to change the beliefs that you have about certain foods in order to make long-term change for your health. And if this happens to be you, I want you to also definitely refer back to episode 19, which was, you don't like vegetables? Is it genetic? And even if you do like vegetables, but still struggle with making healthy choices, there's info in that episode too that I think you will find helpful. So back to meal prepping. This can be anything that you want it to be. There really is no right or wrong way to do it. And it can be anything that works for you. Most choices are going to be significantly healthier than a fast food drive through So something is better than nothing. Ask yourself what kinds of lean protein and veggies you can prep and take with you. I used to eat cold chicken a lot when I was on the road. I'd cook it, definitely season the heck out of it to make it tastier, and cut. I would pre-cut it into bite-sized pieces so I could use my fingers if I had to. Like, if I had, if I knew I was only going to be able to eat while I was driving, I needed to make it as easy as possible. So that might be something important for you too, depending on what your situation is when you're going to be needing to eat these meals. So you might need to you know, cut everything apart. Nothing wrong with that. It's not just for kids. If it simplifies your life, go ahead and do it. But, you know, prep it, cut it if you need to, portion it, put it into containers. And you might also need a cooler bag to keep things chilled. But protein, protein, protein is going to be a big key to this. Now, whether it's chicken, beef, turkey, bison, or if you're vegan, you might have tofu or seitan or another meat substitute. But protein is going to help keep you fueled and full and energized without making you feel sluggish or like you have a brick sitting in your stomach, which is how a lot of fast food tends to make you feel. Then you also want to add veggies. So for on-the-go meals, I always used to, my go-to most of the time was um, cooked broccoli or asparagus, and I would drizzle on some olive oil to get healthy fats, which are great for brain health, and it's going to help with your energy and your satiety throughout the day. Put that in the container with your protein. And remember, seasonings help a ton. Season your vegetables too. Put that stuff on everything. Season the heck out of it, especially if you're one of those people who is used to purely eating for pleasure. The more you can season stuff to make your taste buds happy, the more likely you are to keep up with these new habits. Now, of course, there are some seasonings that are ridiculously high in sodium. So if that's a concern, there are also low sodium options out there. One brand that I highly recommend is called Flavor God. You can find it by going to flavorgod.com. Um, they are gluten-free, preservative-free. They are certified kosher, kosher MSG-free, GMO-free, free of synthetics. And most of the seasonings that they have are also dairy-free and vegan, except for, I think, the ranch flavor. And they contain far less sodium than most brands that you'd normally buy in a store. I use their taco seasoning on everything, and I love it. They have lots of great flavors. So definitely check that out. And as we have discussed before, it's usually best to include every macronutrient in every meal. So the three macronutrients are protein, fat, and carbs. We talked about protein and fats. I quickly mentioned drizzling the, 
the olive oil on top for some healthy fats. And for carbs, a couple of my easy go-to options, especially while traveling, are tortillas. Uh, and number two, sweet potato. So tortillas, there are endless kinds at the store. Get whatever works for you. And then don't don't obsess about, well, what's the perfect one? Do I need this low-carb option? Do I need flour or corn or whatever? Whatever works for you. Because remember, this is already so much better than going to a fast food drive through So just pick what sounds good. Don't overthink it. Then the sweet potato, you can also meal prep by cooking these, portion them out, put them in the serving container with your protein and veggies, and, you know, maybe pack some uh, reusable forks if you need to. So you can eat those a little bit easier. Now, the possibilities are really endless here. So again, pick whatever sounds good to you. And remember, it doesn't have to be perfect because as long as you're not a competitive athlete, remember last week I said that if you're not a competitive athlete, there's no reason to try to eat like one. But if you're still on the fence about all of this, I know all of the excuses that you're going to come up with in order to find a way about uh, in order to find a way to justify avoiding it. And I know that one of those things that someone out there might say might be, well, Kel, I can't do this because I'm going to get sick of eating the same thing all the time. So if that is you, <laughs> I want you to keep in mind that you can always change it. This is not set in stone. You can always change it. And it's already probably better than what you were doing before. Just start with something. If you end up hating whatever you start with, change it. There are choices. And once you start, there's you can you can change it as often as you want every week every month mix it up as often as you need to in order to keep going again i know this will be especially difficult for some of you especially if you can't use a microwave but it can be done i have done it for very long periods of time and also even if it's only once or twice a week that is still better than none at all and it's still it's still just a big improvement. So even if you do it once or twice a week, good job. Celebrate that victory. So let's go on to category two, which is easy snacks. There are lots of healthy snacks. I'm sure you can find many options that you like. But for me, I'm thinking more in the form of like snack bars that you can grab. I love a brand called RX Bars. They have a ton of flavors. They, they have probably at least, I think, about 20 different flavors. You can find them on Amazon, Whole Foods, Target, and a few other places. I like these because they have very simple ingredients. They're, I think, roughly about 200 calories each, and they have some protein, and they're also kind of sweet, so they're nice when you want like a sweet snack. I really love their peanut butter and jelly flavor. And I, another reason, this is probably the main reason I like them aside from their simple ingredients, is that they are chewy, which means you're not going to have a mess of crumbs in your car because usually that's when I reach for these is when I'm like, I need some calories. I'm headed here. I need to eat something. And that's what I reach for. And I know it's not going to be messy in the car. Plus they're chewy. So it kind of tricks your brain into thinking you're eating longer because it really takes some, some chewing. So you, you might kind of trick your brain into thinking you're eating more than you actually are because it takes a little bit longer to eat. But I also like those before I hit the gym too, because for me, they are the right size to fuel me for about an hour when I need a little bit of extra fuel in my tank. Or, you know, what I mean by that is extra calories to keep my energy up. And what you choose is really up to you and the reasons that you might like to have a snack bar on hand. So everybody's going to have different reasons. What's important to you? Like I said, I usually eat them in the car. 
I like that they don't make a mess. It's also important for me to choose choose snack bars that are um, not, if you look at the nutrition labels on some of them, some of them are like 400, 500 calories per bar. I tend to stay away from things that are that big. That is a big snack. Um, I'd rather use those calories for my full meals. So for some people also protein content is really important or sugar content. Check the labels of these things. Also refer back to episode 36 about nutrition facts on food packaging to make sure nothing sneaky gets past you in the food ingredients. Another popular brand is also Quest Bars. Um, I used to eat those a lot. I haven't had them in a few years, but they're very popular. They have a pretty good um, macro profile, which means they're pretty well balanced between how much carbs and protein and fats that they contain. Plus, I think they're relatively low in sugar. So that's Quest Bars if you want to look for those. Another, um, if you want to look for things that have very simple ingredients, Look for a brand called Perfect Bars. Um, this is another one I would highly recommend um, because they're out. When, when it comes to snack bars, they're all processed, but the Perfect Bars are one of the least processed that is out there. In fact, they're so not not so processed that you have to find them in the refrigerated section. So, like if you go to Whole Foods, they're in the refrigerated section where you buy like individual drinks. Um, so have a few options. Try several different brands. Don't just try one and think, oh, I didn't like that. That, that doesn't work. Keep exploring and you'll eventually find one that fits all of your needs, whether it's calorie wise or protein wise or the right amount of sugar. So take all of those things into account and try new things until you find one that you're like, oh, this one is pretty great. I'll stick with this one. And here's a big takeaway I feel is most important about snack bars. Remember, they are not a meal. Some of them are labeled as meal replacements, especially those that are higher in calories, like the ones that I mentioned that might be four, 500, 600 calories per bar. And that's a lot. But these snack bars or protein bars, these are not meant to be an everyday thing. That's why I call them snack bars. They are not meals. They will not keep you satiated for four or six or eight hours. And they're not meant to be that. So I recommend doing your meal prepping and then also keep two to three bars on hand for when you need them for like emergency snacks, like the days that you're extra hungry or things like that, but not every single day. And let's take this back to the truck driver situation, or maybe you're a nurse who has to be on your feet and you work with the public for far more hours than you reasonably should, but you have no choice. Or if you're driving a truck, maybe there's an unexpected bridge that's out or you're stuck in traffic 90 minutes longer than you planned until you were going to exit and actually have a full meal. These are the times to reach for that snack bar so that your blood sugar doesn't get so incredibly low that by the time you do get a break to have real food, you're beyond ravenous and you feel like you could eat four large pizzas and the only thing that you feel is hunger. So your decision-making skills are going to plummet because your brain isn't fueled properly. And that's when all of the less than desirable food chase food choices are made and then you end up feeling guilty and you end up overeating. So it all comes back to the preparation. The snack bars are like your second line of defense for less than ideal situations where you can't have a full meal, but you have time to eat a couple bites to hold you over. And fruit is also a really good thing to have. Obviously, they are whole foods, fruits, but they they do contain sugar and sugar is sugar. So 
that's something to take into consideration. Um, apples and bananas, I have found, are the easiest to eat while on the road or Maybe you can add fruit to your meal prepping time and you can include things like strawberries, blueberries, blackberries or fruits that are easy to eat with your fingers. And you could put them in their own small container and they're easy to grab when you need a snack when you're on the go. And the third part, which you would consider your third line of defense against eating sludge like fast food all the time is healthier restaurant choices. Pretty much anywhere you go, even if it's fast food, there is usually something you can order that won't be the most horrible option in the world as far as nutrition goes. Sometimes when you're on the road, choices can be limited or more limited or extremely limited. If you're on the road a lot and you have a lot of time to think about each restaurant's menu that you maybe typically go to quite frequently, start to think through what the better options are. And if you can make those decisions ahead of time, the next time you drive up and you have to order in a hurry, your healthier decision has already been made. So it should be a no-brainer to make a healthier choice that you will feel good about. Don't try to renegotiate it in your mind once you pull up. Nope, you made your decision and you're going to stick to it. Now, if you can, an even better way to do this, find some time to sit down at the computer and pull up the websites for the places that you would normally go to order food. Pull up the websites and you will find the nutrition facts and for everything on the menu. Even in, say, worst case scenario, if we're talking about Burger King, Taco Bell, and Chipotle, still fast food, but they will still have better choices nutrition-wise than some of their other options. So like I said, even if it's the worst case scenario, look at the menu and figure out what the healthiest option is. Where can you get protein? You know, think about what's important to you. Is low sodium important to you? Is protein most important to you? Um, So look at those things on the nutrition facts on the restaurant's website, because even if it's 300 calories less than something else, Or maybe if it has 15 grams more protein than something else, but you go there twice a week, that's going to add up to bigger benefits over the course of time. Also, if you go somewhere to a restaurant and you have no idea what to order, you don't even know what's on their menu, grilled chicken is always a good option. Protein, like I said, it's going to help you feel full much longer than carbs, but we do need carbs. So if you can aim to maybe eat more protein, that is going to help you feel full much longer than a meal that is 80% carbs and 20% protein. And then vegetables, always a great option too. Most people do not get enough vegetables ever. Um, But to make it even worse, most people also don't get enough fiber. And fiber not only helps you poop, keeps you regular, but it's also crucial for a healthy digestive system. And fiber is found in most fruits and vegetables, but fiber also helps you to feel full longer and it's going to bring down any it's going to reduce cravings for starchy sugary foods now if there are restaurants that you like still go there you don't have to cut them out of the picture but maybe just try to make those new choices that align better with your new health goals now another thing to pay attention to is making food choices that align with how you want to feel have you ever thought about this We all have these foods that we eat because they taste good, but then we always end up feeling like 
there's a brick in our stomach or foods that make you feel sluggish. I don't think anyone likes those feelings. I know I don't. Take note of which foods make you feel that way and eat less of them. Now, as you make new food choices, take note of how you feel 20 minutes to an hour after you're done eating. Do these new foods make you feel more energized? Do you feel more satisfied? Do you feel less tired than you have in the past after eating? If so, pat yourself on the back for that. That is a victory to celebrate because you made a choice that left you feeling good and you'll likely want to continue to do that again and again so you can feel that way again. And this is a very important part of the overall process of making these kinds of changes, noting how you feel. Do, what, do more of what makes you feel good and do less of the other stuff that doesn't make you feel so good or eat less of the food that doesn't make you feel good. And it's pretty simple, but sometimes we need to force our brains to focus on this aspect a little bit more in order to convince the rest of our brain that it's really worth it, to convince that side of the brain that's like, no, you really want this pizza. No, think about how it's going to make you feel. Think about how a grilled chicken sandwich is going to make you feel, say a small salad and a grilled chicken sandwich. How does that going to make you feel compared to eating a large pizza? You know, you're going to feel better after eating one or the other. And I don't even need to tell you the answer, but I think you get what I'm saying. So there you have it. You've got your meal prepping, snack bars, and then smarter restaurant options that should be predetermined. And I have one more bonus to add on as another way to stay prepared, because it's all about being prepared to make healthier choices when you're not at home. And that is protein powder. Now, I have some disclaimers that I need to add up front, and this is very important. I am not saying that you should have protein powder, powder every day, and it is not, I repeat, it is not a replacement for a proper meal. So, as long as you're not going to misconstrue my words and say, well, Kelly said on the podcast that if I have protein powder, I'm going to be healthy and lose weight. (laughs) Nope, I'm not saying that. So think of having protein powder as a tool, very similar to the way you'd use a snack bar or a protein bar. It's a backup plan for the times when you need to wait a little bit longer than you had planned to eat a real meal. So Here's how you can use protein powder to be prepared for those times. Hopefully you take water with you everywhere you go and you can get small 12 ounce shaker cups. You put the serving of dry protein in the cup and you keep it with you, whether it's, you know, in a cooler or a bag or your purse or just in the car, on the floor of the car, whatever works. Then when you have those hunger emergencies or blood sugar emergency emergencies, all you have to do is add about eight ounces of water, shake it up, chug it down. And boom, you've got a serving of protein and it's going to help keep your blood sugar a little bit steadier, a little bit longer until you can make time for a real meal. Now, I know what everyone's next question is. This always follows. What kind of protein powder is best? Don't overthink it. Read a few labels. Go with something that has at least 20 grams of protein per serving. But other than that, There are countless great brands of protein powder out there. Too many people overthink this part as if they're looking for me to say, here's the only brand you should ever buy. But there is no answer like that. There are lots of great brands. Lots of people will give you different answers. Try one. If you don't like it, try something else. Um, 
I would, though, I would stay away from brands that are sold at Walmart or Target. They tend to have a lot of fillers in them in order to bring the price down. But places like Whole Foods, they carry a ton of really high quality brands. And another comment that I always hear when discussing protein powders is, but they're so expensive. But hold on. It really only seems that way. With even some of the most expensive brands, if you break it down per serving that's in that whole container, even like I said, the most expensive brands, it usually breaks down to only about two or three dollars per serving of about 20 to 25 grams of protein. But people think nothing about spending two or three dollars on a snack bar or a drink of some kind, like an energy drink at a gas station or Starbucks. So you might need to mentally reframe how you think about that if you struggle with justifying the cost of a tub of protein powder. Plus, on top of that, you're doing it for your health. Let's say one of the pricier brands of protein powder might cost $60 for a tub. You might easily spend $60 going through a drive through just four or five times, and it leaves you feeling like garbage. Which is a smarter way to spend your money? On the protein powder. Boom. There you go. So, again, you might need to, you know, talk to yourself, reframe your thinking. This is how the behavior change happens. So justify, you, if you need to, if it feels way too expensive, break it down by serving and you'll see it might not be that expensive per serving. Now, if you arm yourself with the meal prepping and the snack bars and the fruit and the better restaurant choices and the protein powder as a backup for the backup for emergencies, you will be so prepared to make the changes that you want to see. And it's also totally okay to ease into this one small change at a time. I'd much rather see someone take small steps, such as starting out being prepared with snack bars for the first week, then making making it a personal goal to just for example, meal prep two meals for the next week and build off of that. I would rather see that than to see someone feeling like they have to do it all and start all of these things on Monday and then it feels overwhelming and they convince themselves that they just don't have time and they end up changing nothing and they continue with their unhealthy ways and self-loathing. Small steps, small victories, sustainable changes, all of that leads to the bigger victories that we want. So I hope you found this useful and I have two more quick things before I go. For the month of January in my private Facebook group, we've been doing a water drinking habit builder. And I think people are really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. So for the month of February, I'm going to change it. We're going to be doing daily reminders for stretching our necks and shoulders, which will include quick 30 second videos, including some stretches that you probably haven't seen before. And I know a lot of us, we really get that tension built up, um, especially if you sit all day or even if you're standing all day. It's so easy to get tension built up in our necks and shoulders. I think we could all use some extra stretching and a habit builder for stretching. So join us in the Facebook group for the month of February. I'm going to teach you a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm not calling it a challenge because I feel like challenge is overused, especially with fitness and nutrition stuff. So I'm calling them month-long habit builders because we're building simple healthy habits. The group is totally free. Just go to Facebook and search for Fit Fizz Energy Oasis. And you definitely you have to answer three simple questions before I let you into the community, but answer the three questions and join us. You can get support, ask questions and build these healthy habits with us. Hope to see you there. And last but last but not least, 
if you would like to help support FitFizz and get discounts in the FitFizz shop, you can do so at patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. And a huge, huge thank you to my current supporters, Travis B, Jarris H, Pamela P, Wendy C, and Zach R. Thank you so very much for listening. And until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.